أما بعد فقد قال تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إنما المؤمنون الذين إذا ذكر الله وجلت قلوبهم وإذا تليت عليهم آياته زادتهم إيمانا وعلى ربهم يتوكلون وقال تعالى وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حب الدنيا رأس كل خطيئة أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected ulama ikram elders and brothers If there's any lesson that we learned in the last one and a half year, then it is how short and indefinite life is. People that you spend time with, people that you're in communication with, you still have your memories of them. You just with them the other day, and here you get the news that they have passed on and they left left the dunya. So we always heard this that life is short. And we always heard how indefinite life is. But when you see it with your own eyes, when it is in front of you, then it becomes more apparent. And then if your eyes doesn't open up, then definitely you are a loser. So in this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show us these conditions for us to understand the reality of life so that we can make a positive change and we can prepare ourselves. Because remember the Qur'an Sharif mentions in different places that a lot of people at the time of death, they will not be prepared. حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتِ قَالَ رَبِّ ارْجِعُونَ لَعَلِّي أَعْمَلُ صَالِحًا فِيمَا تَرَقْتُ كَلَّا Allah says when death will come to one of them, then he will say, رَبِّ ارْجِعُونَ Oh Allah, give me another opportunity, give me another chance. Perhaps I will go and do some good deeds in lieu of what I left out. Allah says, Kalla, never. It can never happen. He will make this request. He will say this at the time of death. 
Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَوْ تَرَى إِذِ الْمُجْرِمُونَ نَاكِسُورُ رَبِّهِمْ If you only see the time when the sinners are lowering their heads, bowing their heads before Allah, رَبَّنَا أَبْصَرْنَا وَسَمِعْنَا فَرْجِعْنَا نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا إِنَّا مُقِنُونَ Oh Allah, now we've seen, we heard, we know the truth, send us back. Now we got certainty. Now we got yaqeen. You know, he's speaking about yaqeen. Yaqeen has to come in our lives. Ultimately, the yaqeen will come. But it will be too late. At that time, it is too late now. You never took heed in this dunya. You never opened up your eyes. You never reflected. You never pondered. You never shed tears before Allah. You never made tawbah. Now it's the time. It's too late for you to do anything. When the people of Jahannam, كُلَّمَا أُلْقِيَ فِيهَا فَوْجٌ سَأَلَهُمْ خَزَنَتُهَا لَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ نَذِيرٌ When any group is thrown into Jahannam, then the keepers of Jahannam will ask them, How did you people reach here? How did you end up in Jahannam? أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ نَذِيرٌ Did no warner come to you? No one warned you? No one informed you? The message never reached you. What they said, قَالُوا بَلَا قَدْ جَاءَنَا نَذِيرٌ No, the warner came. فَكَذَّبَنَا وَقُلْنَا مَا نَزَّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ But we denied. We never accepted. We never prepared to take any advice. We were never prepared to heed the advice that was given to us. And we said, مَا نَزَّلَ اللَّهُ مِنْ شَيْءٍ Allah never sent anything down. These people are making up, you know, stories from their own side. إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ كَبِيرٍ they told the warners, you are in a major error. You are in a serious error. You do not have revelation. At that time, the people of Jahannam will say, Lo kunna nasma'u o na'qilu ma kunna fi ashabi sa'ir. If we only listen. If you only heard, you know, often in life, you'll get advice. Your seniors will give you advice. They will tell you to do something. But you will defy them. You will think you know more than them. Eventually when you land up in a problem, what you'll say, had I only listened. If I only took the advice, Oh if we only applied our minds, We would have not been in the people of Jahannam now. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings these warnings before us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us so that we open our eyes, we understand reality. Now we are in delusion, we are in deception, we are in a dream, that's what we are in. The need is now, a person needs to open his eyes. It must not be that our eyes only opens at the time of death, when it is too late. When it is too late, because that time a person, now he cannot do anything. What is he going to do at that time? So that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us throughout our lives, He shows us these lessons. He shows us about the reality of this dunya. This dunya, no one came here to stay. Everyone came to leave. Remember, we are mehman, we are guests in this dunya. This is, this is a journey. This is like a, you know, a transit. A person is traveling and is in a transit lounge. We are like in a transit lounge in this dunya. You know, a person is traveling, is in a transit lounge. What is going to do? How much is going to amass? What is going to... He'll make himself a bit comfortable. But his focus is, I need to leave now. I'm just waiting for my flight. I need to leave now. I need to go away. I need to go to my destination. For a Muslim and a believer, 
The akhirat is his destination. Hazrat Adam alayhi salam, Allah created him and put him in Jannat. There he made, committed a mistake. Because of that, Allah sent him to this dunya. This dunya is not his abode. This dunya is not where you're staying. This is not your real residence. No. This is just a transitory period. You have to leave, you have to move on. You don't know when you will leave. No one knows when they will leave. No one has got any guarantee. No one has got every person came in this world with a lifespan. But no one knows what is his lifespan. At that precise moment, you will have to leave this dunya. You cannot go any one second before that. You cannot go one second after that. That is why the poet says, Ya maghruran bitulil amal. Waya masruran bisu'il amal. O person who is deceived with lengthy aspirations. You know, lengthy aspirations. Next year I have to go to this destination. And five years later, this investment, then I'm going to reap the benefits of. And then when this grandchild is born, then I have to set him up. So we are deceived with lengthy aspirations. Lengthy hopes. But now we're seeing with our own eyes. You get people who have purchased themselves vehicles. Recently we heard an incident of a person that he bought himself a brand new car, a very expensive car. Not even, perhaps never even crossed his mind that he will not drive that car. The person falls sick, he's hospitalized, and a few days is gone from the dunya. So he doesn't even realize. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us with everything you've got, with all your plans, with all your claims, with all your science, with all your technology, everything you got, Allah is showing you, life and death lies in my control. When it's time for a person to leave this dunya, he will have to leave this dunya. And if it's not time for him to leave, then he will stay in this dunya. So, Ya maghruran bitulil amal, O person who is deceived with lengthy aspirations, wa ya masruran bisu'il amal, and O one who is pleased, with evil actions. You are continuing your life with your bad ways and your habits and your evil actions. And you're not even pondering, you're not even thinking. Kum min al-mawti ala wajal. Be worried about that. Be afraid for that. Be prepared for that. When we say, it doesn't mean a mu'min is not afraid to die, but he's worried of what condition he will die in. Kum min al-mawti ala wajal. Famatat. فَإِنَّكَ مَا تَدْرِي مَتَى يَهْجُمُ الْأَجَلِ You don't know when death is going to strike you. You don't know when it's going to come. That is why you need to constantly be making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that death must not find you in an inconducive place. Remember, death doesn't differentiate. He's not going to say, you know, this man is on holiday now. Malakul Maut is not going to give you a break. You know, now he's on holiday now. He's in Disneyland. So give him a break. No. Where he is destined to die, Malakul Maut. Perhaps many of us remember Hazrat Mawyus Patel Rahmatullahi and his dua that he would make. Constantly Mawyus Patel Rahmatullahi in his duas, he would make this dua. Oh Allah, don't let it be that Malakul Maut extracts our ruh when we are in a cinema, or when we are in a casino, or we are in some haram place. So be afraid, be worried, be wary. فَإِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَتَى يَهْجُمُ الْأَجَلِ You don't know when death is going to strike. Respected friends, this time that we live in this dunya, this is a very short life. In one hadith, Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, وَاللَّهِ مَا الدُّنْيَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ 
اِذْ لَا مِثْلَ مَا يَجْعَلُ أَحَدُكُمْ اِسْبَعُهُ هَذِهِ فِي الْيَمْبِ By Allah, this dunya in comparison to the akhirat is nothing except how one of you will insert his finger in the ocean. فَلْيَنْذُرْ بِمَا تَرْجِعُ He must see how much of water comes on his finger. The vast ocean in front of you. Few drops of water coming onto your finger. That is the comparison of the dunya before the akhirat. So the dunya is so short. And the akhirat is so long. But how much of preparations are you making for that? That is why Hazrat Luqman, Allah Nabina wa alihi salatu wasalam, he gave his son some parting advices. Among the parting advices, he gave his son two advices, he told him. One was, work for the dunya to that extent that you're going to remain in the dunya. And work for the akhirat to that extent that you're going to remain in the akhirat. Now each person, he should take stock of his own self. Look at his own life. How much of time is being spent in this to get the dunya? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a person accumulating wealth. But how much of preparation are we making for the akhirat? What preparation have you got in the year after? What plan have you got? You know in this dunya people got plans and they've got covers and what have you. What cover do you have for the qabr? What cover do you have? What plan do you have for the akhirat? What amal do you have to take with you? So that is why Hazrat Luqman alayhi salam he told his son work for the dunya to the extent that you're going to remain in the dunya and work for the akhirat to the extent that you're going to remain in the akhirat. How long are you going to be in the akhirat? That is how much of effort you need to make. That is how much you need to strive. Another advice he gave, also from the parting advices, there were about six advices. He told him, continue striving for emancipation from the fire of Jahannam until you are sure that you saved yourself from the fire of Jahannam. You know, we have got caught up with this dunya. We have got caught up with the small problems in this dunya, which is not really major problems, which really is not going to change anything. We just got stuck in all these things. We have forgotten about the bigger picture. We have forgotten about the akhirat. We have forgotten about what's going to happen when a person leaves this dunya. Life is going so rapidly, so fast. Ask a person 60, 70 years of age, how your time came out. He'll tell you he doesn't know. He can still remember when he was a young boy. He still got his childhood memories in his mind. He doesn't know how he reached 60, 70 years. How your time will pass. The poet says, your life is decreasing like ice. Chupke, chupke, rafte, rafte, dambadam, discreetly, slowly. Breath by breath, every breath you're taking, you're getting closer to the qabr, every breath. Every time you're breathing, you're inhaling, you're exhaling. Every second, as the clock continues to tick, as your heart continues to beat, you are getting closer to the akhirat, you are getting closer to the qabr. What preparation have you made for that? What have you got to take with you? Are you ready when Malakul Maut is going to come to take your life away? Are you ready to leave? Are you pleased to leave? Are you happy to leave? Have you got everything in order so that you can leave? So this is something that a person constantly needs to ask himself because life is so short. Hazrat Salam was a Nabi who had the longest life from Anbiya Salam. He lived for over a thousand years, not like our lives now. 
where people are dying in their teens and 30s and 40s and people are just passing away. He lived for over a thousand years. Malakul Maut came and asked him, Ya atwalan nabiyyina umran, kayfa wajadta dunya waladzataha? O Nabi, who had the longest life, how did you find the dunya and the enjoyments of it? What a beautiful answer he gave. He said, وَجَدْتُهَا كَدَارٍ لَهَا بَابًا I found it like a house which got two doors. I walked in from one side. I stopped in the middle for a little while. And I walked out from the other side. That is what is life in this dunya. That is the reality of life in this dunya. But unfortunately, we are living in an imaginary world. We are living in a delusion. Allah is saying, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ This worldly life, this is goods of deception. Ayat and ayat and ayat. اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبُوا وَلَهُ وَزِينَ This worldly life, this is a game man, this is a play, this is an entertainment, this is an amusement. You know, you're going, you're watching some entertainment, some amusement, some game. And before you know it, it's finished, it's over. All the fun is over, all the action is over. Wazina, you know, adornment, people want to adorn themselves. Watafakhurum baynakum. People want to show off in this world. People want to show off, they want to vie with one another. That is why in one hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, فَوَاللَّهِ لَلْفَقْرَ أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَكِنْ أَخْشَى عَلَيْكُمْ أَن تُبْسَطَ عَلَيْكُمُ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا بُسِطَتْ عَلَى مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ By Allah, it is not poverty. I fear over my ummah, but I fear that the dunya will be open for you. You will start vying with one another, competing with one another. If that man drives a certain vehicle, my vehicle needs to be better. If he's got a certain function, I need to have a grander style function. My function needs to outdo his function. وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ This is like rain, you know, rain comes and you see the crop all growing. And people, the farmers are impressed. They're looking at the crop and you know, look at the grass and look at the plantation and look at the crop. But that's a short love. Before you know it, all that is all dried and it's all turned into, you know, it's all turned into bits and pieces. And Allah says, وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ That is why Hazrat Hassan Basri Rahmatullah Ali, someone spoke about the dunya before him, and he said, أَحْلَامُ نُومٍ أَوْ كَذِلٍ زَائِلِي This is dreams. You know a person sees a dream, in the dream he's seeing, he's enjoying his dream. He saw he became the king of the whole world, or he became the king of Dubai, or he owns the Burjul Khalifa. He's seeing this dream, and then he wakes up. Then what you tell him? Brother, it was just a dream. So this, this dunya, the reality of this dunya is, This is like a dream. It's like a dream. It's you seeing this dream. This is a long dream, but depends on your life's, your lifespan. Maybe 60, 70 years. It's a long dream you, you're seeing. But before you know it, your eyes will close. And then the reality will dawn upon you. Then you will understand why you were here in this dunya. What was the purpose? Why did Allah Ta'ala put you here? Allah put you here for a purpose. Allah put you here for His ibadat. Allah put you here for you to recognize Him. For you to worship Him. For you to serve His deen. This is the reason why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala put us in this dunya. So we have to now understand 
and realize the purpose why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. In the Quran Sharif, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Suratul Kahf, you know Suratul Kahf, we are recommended to recite the Suratul Kahf on a Friday. It is a sunnah to recite. And this is the surah that is going to combat the fitna of the time. And if you look at the theme of Suratul Kahf, then the theme of Suratul Kahf, it attacks materialism. This is one of the major problems in this day and time. Materialism, this is the be all, this is the end all. Everything, all our concern, all our fikr, all our worry, even our dua also just rotates around materialism. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this surah, He mentions the incident, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلِينَ جَعَلْنَا لِأَهْدِيمَا جَنَّتَيْنِ مِنْ أَعْنَابِ وَافَفْنَاهُمَا بِنَخْلِهُ وَجَعَلْنَا بِنَهُمَا زَرَعَ There were two friends. One was a Muslim, but he wasn't blessed with wealth and the dunya. And the other was a kafir, and he was blessed with the wealth, with wealth and the dunya. Remember, someone being blessed with the dunya doesn't mean that he's accepted in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, that is in no way an indication of acceptance. Yes, you make shukr if Allah blesses you, and you utilize it properly, correctly. Anbiya alayhi wasalam also, some anbiya were very, very pious. Hazrat Sulaiman ala nabina wa salatu wa salam. He was, uh, uh, Anbiya alayhi wasalam were very rich. Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with such a kingdom that was not given to anyone else besides Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salam. Allah gave him control over the entire world, even the jinnat and the birds and the animals, etc. Once Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salam is flying with his entourage, that was not a time of technology. There was no aircrafts at that time. And Hazrat Sulaiman is flying with the jinnat and humans. And the birds are giving him shade. Imagine he's got the birds over him. And one of the obad, one worshipper of the Bani Israel, one pious person, he looks at this and then, you know, he exclaims, O son of Dawood, لَقَدْ أُعْتِيتَ مُلْكًا عَظِيمًا You have been blessed with such a great kingdom. And Sulaiman then tells him, لَتَسْبِيحَةٌ وَاهِدَةٌ فِي صَحِيفَةِ مُؤْمِنٍ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا أُعْتِيَ لِبْنِ دَاوُدٍ One subhanallah, one subhanallah in the books of deeds of a mu'min and a believer is far better than the kingdom that was given to Hazrat Sulaiman salam. Because the kingdom of Hazrat Sulaiman salam will perish, that will come to an end. But that does be, that subhanallah will never perish. You're going to see the reward of that subhanallah. You're going to see the benefit of this. Anyway, coming back to the incident that we were mentioning, and here the one friend, he is boasting before his friend, boasting. He's showing him, you know, I've got two vineyards and, you know, grape vines, and I've got crops in between. And also there's a river that is running. You can just picture the Quran Sharif gives this description of this person's orchards, etc. And you can picture what a scenic view it was, how well of this person was. And he's boasting, and he's saying, "Ma adunnu antabida hadihi abada." I don't think this will ever come to an end. Wa ma adunnu saata qaima. I don't think kiamat will ever come. And if I'm sent back, I will get something better by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But then his friend, then immediately reprimands him. Lola idha halta jannataka, kulta ma sha Allah, la quwata illa billah. When you entered your orchard, why you didn't say ma sha Allah? La quwata illa billah. Whenever we look at our wealth, whether it's our cars, whatever it is, our children, always make a point of saying, Masha Allah, la quwata illa billah. Inshallah, to the barakah of that, Allah will protect that from any calamities. 
And then he tells him, إِن تَرَنِي أَنَا أَقَلَّ مِنْكَ مَالُ وَوَلَدَا If today you see me to be less in wealth and children, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change the condition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change the situation. Overnight Allah can change the condition. Don't brag, don't boast. was an incident that happened not very long ago. Just before this looting had happened in one of the outlying areas, a woman lost her son. The son was married, he had a family, and he had a house that was bonded. So he had outstanding loan that he had to pay for the house. So the mother thinks to herself, the wife and children are staying in this house. Let me try and secure the house. Let me try and get some money from somewhere and secure, pay the bond off. So this woman, she goes to a close relative of hers. And that person is worth millions of rents. So he's not short of anything. And she tells him, this is my predicament. My son has passed away. He's left behind his wife and children. These are yatim children. I need to pay this bond off. Can you please assist me to pay it? So the person, he refuses. You know, immediately. So, you know, your son could not do anything for himself in his life. He couldn't help himself. Now you want me to help you. Remember this pride, this arrogance. Allah doesn't like this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like arrogance. Allah doesn't like pride. Wherever you can be of assistance, try to assist people. If you can't assist them, at least give them some words of encouragement. Make dua for them. Make dua for them. Brother Maaf, I can't assist you. I'll make dua for you, inshallah. Allah open up the way for you. Or let me try and get someone. Okay, I will phone, I will speak to someone. You know, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ishfa'u fal tu'jaru. One person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he had a need. And there were other sahaba sitting there. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the sahaba, you all intercede on his behalf. Ishfa'u. You all intercede. That means you also tell me, Oh Nabi Sallallahu fill this man's need. Faltujaru, you will get your sawab. For you just interceding, making an effort. Whether the work will get done, it won't get done, that's not within your control. But for you to make an effort to try and intercede on that man's behalf, you will get your sawab. Nabi Sallallahu said that after that, Allah will decide on the tongue of his Nabi. Allah will put whatever he wants to put. But for you to intercede. Anyway, this man did this year. Shortly after that, the looting took place. And that man lost 30 million one go. One go he just lost 30 million. It was maybe a couple hundred thousand yeah, he needed to assist the person with. But, you know, that stinginess, that haughtiness again yeah, we never understood the purpose of this dunya. By you going, you're not taking nothing with you. Whatever you can give, give it now. Ma in the kumyanfad, wa ma in the What is by you? It's gonna perish. What you're gonna leave behind is gonna be left behind. You don't know what your children are gonna do with that. Wa ma in the What you send by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will remain. What is by Allah that is there? You have invested it in the bank of the akhirat. That you're definitely going to see the, the, the receives and the profits of that. And much more Allah is going to multiply that by hundreds and thousands of folds. That is how much Allah is going to give you. So this is the reality. Anyway, this incident that is mentioned in Surah Al-Kahf, exactly as that person told his friend, that is what happened. That is what happened. Allah Ta'ala sent some natural calamity some catastrophe, and that man's entire orchard, everything was destroyed. فَأَسْبَحَ يُقَلِّبُ كَفَّيْهِ عَلَى مَا إِنْفَقَ فِيهَا وَهِيَ خَوْيَةٌ عَلَى أُرُوشِهَا Then now, this man is now remorseful, now he's regretting, everything has been destroyed, everything has been lost. So respected friends, remember this dunya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in this dunya. First of all, this dunya doesn't really have much to even offer you. 
the real satisfaction and happiness, you will not get in this dunya. You'll find people that have got outwardly all the materialism, but they have got no happiness in their lives. They have got no peace in their lives. So don't attach your heart to this dunya. Don't get drowned in this dunya. Don't get consumed by this dunya. Because if you're going to get drowned, you're going to get consumed. First of all, you will neglect your duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You will neglect your duties, your salah. Your salah will be affected. Now that's the test. That is when the test comes. At the time when azan is going, are you leaving everything and rushing to the masjid? Or is your business more important for you? Allah Ta'ala, the caller of Allah is calling you. Who instructed that muazzin to give the azan? Allah told Nabi Sallallahu to instruct that he is calling you on behalf of Allah. It is as though Allah is calling you, Heya ala salah, Heya ala falah. But you're so busy with everything else. You forgot about Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You forgot about the call of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So remember, when you're going to get consumed in this dunya, when you're going to get drowned in this dunya, then the immediate effect of that is going to be, that this is going to affect your, your fulfillment of rights towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Immediately. Then it's also going to affect your responsibilities towards people. You will shirk in your responsibilities towards your parents. Because you're too consumed in the dunya. So you're not even worried about your parents. Whether they're comfortable, whether they're not comfortable. No, you've got no time. You will shirk in your responsibilities towards your wife and children. How often doesn't it happen? The father is so busy in the dunya, he's so occupied with everything. Until one day he finds out, now my son has gone on the wrong path. Now my son has got caught up in wrong company. Now my daughter is involved in an illicit relationship with a non-Muslim boy. How often doesn't this happen? Now he wakes up. Now he thinks what he's going to do. So often this is a result of negligence. When we become negligent, when we become so consumed with everything else besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, besides our responsibilities, now we will be shirking in our responsibilities. And remember how much you're going to work for, how much you're going to try, how much you're going to hanker, you're only going to get what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has destined for you. What Allah has decreed for you, you're not going to get anything more than that. So respected friends, let us constantly ask ourselves this question every day. In fact, few times a day, whenever we hear of a janazah, just ask yourself this question, am I prepared to die? Am I prepared to leave this world? Is my salah in order? Is my zakat in order? All my rosas, have I made all my kazas? Are my dealings in order? Have I paid off all my debts? Oh, on the day of Qiyamah, people are going to come and catch me. You owe me so much of money. Remember, one cent also. Don't ever chance it. Even if there's a doubt, give it to the person. Never mind. Rather him take extra, it's okay. But let it not be that on the day of Qiyamah, that man is going to come and catch you. When you think everything is in order, you got everything checked, and here someone comes. Have you settled all your scores, all your disputes? People that you hurt, people that you insulted in your life, sometimes your own wife, sometimes your children, sometimes your siblings, sometimes your parents. Did you go and apologize? Did you ask them for mafia? Our hearts have become so hard nowadays. Even if we make a mistake, we can't even tell people, sorry, we cannot even apologize. Did we put all that in order? If, inshallah, we put everything in order, we fulfill the rights of Allah, 
we fulfill the rights of people to the best of our ability, and inshallah we are ready to leave the dunya, then we know we are on the right track. But if we feel there is a deficiency, then we need to constantly make an effort and work inshallah, and continue crying before Allah, and trying to achieve the highest ranks and position in the year after. And definitely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not disappoint us. Allah will not allow our deeds to go to waste. Allah will reward us in this world and the year after. May Allah grant us the true understanding.